Oh gosh, yeah, it it happens. <laughs> See, either that or you're you're going getting up so much during the night to pee to lull your roommates into a false sense of security. Oh, Corby's door is opening. Oh, he just has to pee. You're gearing up for another terrifying sleepwalking incident where you stand at the foot of their beds like a freaking serial killer, and. Then can just say, "Oh no, what? I, I don't remember that. Was that me?" This is why I need to live alone <laughs> because I scare myself. <laughs> like that's terrifying. You never know. Welcome to the Mildly Awkward Podcast, honest talk about young adulthood, the messy, the marvelous, and as always, the mildly awkward. I am your co-host, Corby, and my snoring was once mistaken for a bear. I'm your other co-host, Maddie, and I'm the girl of your dreams, your fever dreams. And I'm Mara, a proud owner of a dreamer's dictionary. Hi, Mara. Hi, welcome to the studio. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, today we have Mara here with her dreamer's dictionary and another book, The Secret Light. What is it called? Uh, the Secret Language of Dreams, a visual key to dreams and their meanings. Okay, I'm very excited because we're doing the dream episode, all about dreams and dream interpretation and that kind of fun stuff. So we're excited. So Mara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I wasn't we didn't prepared for that this one. question. <laughs> um, Who are you? What's your story? How did you float into our lives? Well, in terms of dreams, I grew up with a mom who also had a dreamer's dictionary. So I've been, you know, reviewing dreamer's dictionaries since I was a wee dot. <laughs> um, did your mom ever say like, oh, tell me about your dreams? Like as a kid, like, oh, this is what it means. Oh, like I'm for sure that like I shared them and she would like look them up or be like, oh, oh I want to wow. look that up. Yeah. So cute. Or she would process her own dreams, or like she's just very would identify as like spiritual in many different ways. That being one of them. But we know you through our counseling program that we're all in. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also <laughs> other ways. <laughs> she's also my roommate. Yes. <laughs> Self disclosure there. <laughs> Trying to gently lead you boundaries. Gotta get her comfortable. Don't get any ideas, podcast audience. Okay. <laughs> so so oh, really how cool. does it feel to? have learned Freud's interpretation of dreams and then apply that to maybe some of your own or Hmm. well full disclosure as I was driving here I was trying to figure out like who are the different like interpreters and the only two that I got to which is barely any was Freud and his was more like psychoanalytic or like sexual and like erotic dreams like what are your hidden repressed what is your unconscious trying to tell you type of thing yeah yeah and I was like, I don't know if I align as much there as it's more of like a way to process and like think through like yeah. life experiences if that you have I think with the Freud thing, to me, that's just a lot of pressure because you look at your dreams and you're like, either there's something real weird going on in my life or like, <laughs> what are my desires that like it's coming out in all these ways? But mm-hmm. it just that's a lot of pressure to interpret everything via how is it affecting my life or like, how is that? representing my unconscious desires well and like you wouldn't even be asking yourself that question freud would be like telling you like what oh, gosh, actually that's worse. <laughs> yeah well because when you think too i feel like us as a society or at least like 
America, like young Americans, we're just more free about how we express ourselves and it's more open just generally. But if you can imagine like during Freud's era, like like having like a housewife talk about her dreams is like a completely different perspective because it's like, oh, oh these yeah. are all your desires. But in reality, it's oh, like gosh. she just wants to do something, you know, <laughs> like just doesn't want to sit around the house and wait for you to get home. Like, so it's like a different thing where it's huh. just more people being expressive. So that's not in an article uh, for this week. So <laughs> <laughs> that is me just making that up. Uh, so I don't he know has, if there's any We've gone full it. meta. Barbie has become the millennial headline of the <laughs> day. Millennial headline, writing it right now. <laughs> says yeah so based on your expert knowledge of dreaming how do you think it works oh that's such a good question i don't think i could like answer it and like it works one way for everyone and i feel like that's super cliche of me to say like everyone is unique individual snowflake and how they process their dreams or have their dreams is very different but i would say my overarching thought would be like Dreams are a way to, like, process your daily life if you haven't been able to, like, all day. Um, I'm also, like, realize personal perspective is, like, when I'm super stressed out, I'm more likely to have, like, stress dreams where I'm, like, actually constantly working the entire time. And I wake up and I'm so angry because I never <laughs> slept, it feels like. Um, which in that Wait, case, so you have stress dreams where you're still working as you're dreaming? Like, in oh, the dream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sucks. another thing <laughs> about like me is, dream like... Dream jobs. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I actually used to, like, work at a Dairy Queen. That was, like, can be a really high-stress environment if it's, like, really busy. And I will still have dreams of working at Dairy no. Queen. Oh Despite not working there at all for like oh over gosh. four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't think I dream of Subway, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so annoyed. Oh, my. That's so... Because, like... With movies that, you know, deal with dreaming, like Inception, for example, you're always going a layer deeper and, like, in tank with an AK-47, not, like, working at Dairy Queen, which is a very, well, I think, a more real, you know, version, but it's not as entertaining to have, like, Leo DiCaprio being, like, small blizzard, squint, 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 you know? Well, do you, so do you think your dreams are more, like, realistic in that sense, that you have more mundane or... Oh, mundane sounds so boring. I know. But I actually, <laughs> yes, I think like for me, because I'm always trying to process things, mm-hmm. I think that's how my dreams show up. But I think for some other people, like they may process their day really well, like on the spot and their dreams may not represent like a processing. It might just be random dreams. Do you think maybe? a dream then, in that, like if you have a really intense dream, it can be a sign like you need to figure something out or like you need to sit down and think of something in your life? Oh, 100%. Yes. Do you think different types of stress dreams can do that? Like, for example, stress dreams where you're like, I'm still working or something. Maybe that's something specific. But what about stress dreams that seem really random? Like, I'm not wearing any clothes. I'm like out in public (laughs) or whatever. Like, what do I have to process? Be Freud for a second here, Mara. (laughs) I immediately like associate like the general social dynamics of that. You are are in public wearing no clothes, which would maybe assume unless you're like super comfortable with being unclothed in front of everyone running around like the streets or whatever you're doing, I would say that maybe would mean more of something like a social concern or fear. And your dream would be like bringing you towards that of maybe you're fearful in daylight, like in like your waking life of a situation or concern. And like that would represent a parallel if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That actually makes a scary amount of sense. I was definitely going to be like, dreams, come on. But like, this is making a lot of sense. So that's really interesting. It's always more fun to ask people about their dreams if you know like more of their like backstory or their like life story. Because mm-hmm. in some degree, I feel like 
you can intertwines intertwine some of their like life experience and the dream and then give more of a narrative around it that would make sense mm-hmm. i think i would have a hard time superficially like talking through someone's dream that i have no context of their background but mm. <laughs> maybe we'll do a little bit of that later just a little bit you don't know um <laughs> so given that do you think i mean because you're studying to be a counselor like we are studying to be counselors right mm-hmm. would you ever talk about a client's dreams in counseling yeah I would. And I actually think I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did it, like, how did it go? Is so, it helpful? So I don't actually bring them up. Um, I more so let the client bring up whatever they feel is relevant. But I've had numerous clients bring up, like, their dreams of the scenario or what they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. And in, in my limited experience, it's been insightful i haven't asked like a ton more questions of it because there always seems to be something way more pressing Mm -hmm. a lot of them kind of are parallel for like the stress or anxiety they're experiencing Mm -hmm. in waking life so that ends up being more of the focus Mm -hmm. um if i was working with someone who's like way more abstract then maybe Mm -hmm. i would talk about it more but they definitely bring it up and i'm like oh like that makes sense Mm -hmm. like i can imagine that you would have this dream or it's been something that we haven't like talked actively about but i've always wondered and then they bring it up that it happened in their dream and i'm like hmm like should this be the part in which we start talking more about this what are your feelings around dreams and what kind of dreams you have and how do you feel like they are what do you mean my feelings around dreams well, like that i'm a little like you, skeptical yeah it sounded like <laughs> no, you had skeptical. okay hold on one second <clears throat> i had to adjust my microphone to answer that question <laughs> no not that i'm necessarily skeptical but i guess i've never had the experience of interpreting dreams in a way that seemed to make a lot of sense to me like my dreams always seem so random that mm-hmm. it's really hard to find any pattern at all so that's mm-hmm. why i was like is that really possible but you may change my mind <laughs> in this podcast oh i'm like because it just seems too do. random right it's like <laughs> that's our business changing minds every episode it took us 15 episodes to get here but well we're... i want to be homeschooled that's what <laughs> And I want to play the bagpipes. Do you want to play the bagpipes? Yeah. Is that okay? That's yeah, good. Yeah, you've changed my mind. I've grown as a person, Maddie. <laughs> so besides uh, Dairy Queen, are there any other reoccurring dreams that you've had or maybe from childhood that, that you get now still? Hmm. I, this is kind of weird. I get a lot of ones where I have to go to the bathroom. And I can't decide when I like go to the bathroom in like very random places. Like leather couches. <laughs> it seems what? so bizarre. Is it like a reoccurring right? scenario in these dreams that you're like, oh, like leather couch. I remember being at like this school or this scenario and asking where the bathroom was, and they led me to like a leather couch. Now, at one of my jobs, they like joke about how like chairs should have just like bathrooms on them. And so maybe there was a connection there, but that one the I like definitely don't feel comfortable. Really like, interesting. Like intertwining <laughs> in that one. I like how your brain says, of all the things that are happening in my life, the thing that I want to really dig into and process, why would anyone think that bathrooms should go on chairs? Like, that's the thing that's like, your brain's like, this is the priority right now. <laughs> and like maybe like logically it's, I actually really just have to go to the bathroom. I've often gotten feedback that like I wake up more than anyone in terms of like having to always go to the bathroom like multiple times at night um so maybe it's just like as simple as that but 
I, I go to the restroom a lot at night, too. <laughs> so, like, me and Mara are on, like, like 10-minute off schedules <laughs> where when she's gone and then I've gone. Because we yeah, wake at the same time, too. So, that's it's, so like, funny. it's funny. I, I wonder if that's, like, a, a, a big divide for people because I never do that. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. out like a light until I get up the next morning type oh, of thing. But I would love that. <laughs> and then I just got really self-conscious. I was like, I don't need to be bragging about my sleep. But then, again, I have no control You're over that. You're definitely bragging. <laughs> oh, yes. I never get up. Like, sometimes, but not that often. Oh. But I think there's like a definite divide because I know some people who are like, nope, sleep right through the night, and then some people get up all the time and like mm. use the bathroom and drink and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible sleeper, so I'm like always up, like routinely over a couple hours. So when I'm up, then I'm like, oh, I have to go to the restroom. So if I slept through the night, then it yeah. probably wouldn't be an issue. But yeah. terrible sleeper. Yeah, I almost wonder just like because I'm like have active stress dreams that I'm thinking like, oh, I must just be an anxious person and have to go to the bathroom frequently. Like it's just a reason to wake up. Um, I can't think of another dream, but I do frequently talk in my sleep um, and sometimes have conversations that I don't remember, but other people have. Okay, so the thing that's always I've always kind of wondered about sleep talking is that is it like when you sleep talk, are you verbalizing stuff that's going on in your dream or are you talking to people and, like, responding to stuff around you in reality, but you just don't know because you're asleep? I think both. Because I've, like, I have actively talked to someone about, like, the current situation. Um, and then I've also talked through my dreams, but they've mostly been mumbled and, like, someone can't understand what the heck I'm saying. Hmm. How about you? Have you, dare you sleep talker? Corby? I'm not a sleep talker that I know of, but I I know that I, I sleepwalk. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if I've done it, like, recently, but, yeah, I used to do it a lot as a child. Oh, so. my God. That was, little, that was, like, a big fear. My, when I was little, was that I was going to sleepwalk off a cliff. And, like, I don't live next to a cliff. I grew up in Minnesota, and it's very flat. And I couldn't access a cliff. But, like, that was, I was like, nope, if I start sleepwalking, oh I'm going to find a cliff. And it's just going to be me plummeting off the cliff asleep. So here is one of my sleepwalk stories. because it, Is it a cliff? Because I'm going to die. So I was, I, was sta- I was camping, and we were next to a cliff. I'm just no! Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This, this is my nightmare, appropriately enough. <laughs> So I used to live in this house with my mom and her friend and or her her mom's friend's son, whatever. So he was around my age, but he, his room was next door to mine. And I remember one day I woke up. This is like totally like the shining, like a creepy kid story. Aww. I was like 15 maybe. But I woke up and I was staring at a blue television. And <gasps> I was like, what? Like, where the heck am I? Like, I had no this concept. This is in real life. This is real life. I should have wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life. So I was staring at a blue TV, but I realized, like, so I was in his room, and he had a TV on his, like, dresser, but uh, he didn't have cable in his room, so it's like you turned it on, and it was just a, just a regular. White noise. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd woken up to him saying, like, are you Okay. Corby and I was like where the heck am I I turn around he's just like in his bed like the other side of the room and I panicked because I was like I have no idea like like I just like slept walk into your room and turned your tv on like a total creep and then uh he had his like dvd player sitting there and I was like can I borrow your dvd player he's like sure so that's that was my response I was just like what the heck so I grabbed his dvd player it was just like already unplugged and I went to my room put it down on my dresser and just slept And then the next day he, like, told me about it. And I was like, oh, that's why your DVD player. But I remember, like, that happening. But I thought it was just, like, a dream. 
then I was like, yeah, I legitimately had his DVD player in my room, but it was, it was so creepy. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Mm. See, I wonder, though, which one's creepier, though? Is it you waking up and saying, I asked them for their DVD player, or your cousin <laughs> being like, what Def- is Corby doing? <laughs> Definitely the cousin. Right? Like, watching a small child right? look uh, at a TV screen like that. I, I wasn't a small child. I was, like, 15, but even then, but it's still, creepy. Chris, that's really creepy. Anyone just coming in like, hello, I'm here like, for your <laughs> DVD player. Like, no, thank you. As Corby's roommate, if he did that now and like came in my room and i have a tv and turned it on and was staring at it i would i don't even know what i would do like i would i would probably grab feather before i like do anything oh terrifying i'm sorry that's that's legitimately terrifying but then could you could you possibly parlay that into other things be like oh no sorry i was sleepwalking i don't remember agreeing to drive you to the airport or whatever (laughs) i want to try to extend this bells on your door so i like can hear you coming it would be every night like (laughs) because i'd have to like pee not not because i'm sleepwalking (laughs) see i think we started out this episode saying what are the interesting you know experiences you have as the person sleeping and sleepwalking and sleep i think the much more interesting question is what do you do when you have to witness that yeah, like, like oh this person's server. just sitting up in their bed and like doing a demon voice at me like that's way worse for you when you're totally awake than the person oh, who's asleep i mean they're fine they're dreaming about something they're getting a good night they're in a rem cycle probably and you're just there like this is where it all ends <laughs> so. Special thanks to Steve Higgins for composing our theme song. Find him on Facebook at Steve Higgins Music and follow him on Instagram at steve.higgins. So I was on a long YouTube rabbit hole and I think that's how I found this, which was like some interview with her where she said she had a dream about like um, what will later become the vampire guy, I guess, right? Standing like in this beautiful sunlit glade, like sparkling on his skin. (laughs) And like, I don't know how she took that and ran with it so hard that Twilight came out. But reality, like, that's expanding the boundary of reality, right? That, yeah. like, she maybe wouldn't have had the creativity in her waking life. That, granted, I would say she does. She just hasn't, like, altered or harvested as much. But. Um, <laughs> I do like, I mean, I think that's super cool. But it is interesting that she got four books out of, like, this simple, very, yeah, like, sparkling vampires. Now make a whole story around it, so. Has yeah. it happened to either of you? Like, have you ever been able to solve problems via, like, your dreams or? Not solve problems necessarily, but um, I do write a lot when I have free time, which I don't anymore. <laughs> but I do like to write fiction, and I definitely have had story ideas from dreams, mm. um, especially when I was younger, I think, and, you know, less stressed out. Because now a lot of my <laughs> dreams are just more stress dreams. But um, So I've had that. I don't think I've had it to the extent that maybe Stephanie Meyer has. Um, but... I think creatively, that's the most ideas I get from dreams. It's kind of creative stuff. I can't recall a time where I've had like Corby a legitimate. Corby is pleading the fifth <laughs> on this question. Oops. Um, yeah, he's I... really trying to hide from us. The mother of all inventions. It's the Tesla 2.0. It's going to drive to Mars. And he's like, if you bitches get anywhere near this idea, forget that. It came to me in a dream. This damn it. will be edited out. Like. <laughs> We cannot talk about this. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about politics on the podcast. We're doing Jeff Sessions. Are you kidding me? We don't talk about driving to Mars. Why would you not keep talking to t- about driving to Mars? Because it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's like a time where I've taken something from a dream that I've had. But I don't know. I daydream a lot, so I do a lot more daydreaming than I do mm. like. Or not. Not that I don't dream at night. 
I think a lot of that is just working through my subconscious and being like, oh, like, this is kind of what happened to me like a week ago, and I'm just processing my dreams. Like, I can recognize that, but I think most of my inventions or, like, when I'm writing a play or something, that's just, like, listening to someone talk or seeing something, and then I daydream for, like, the next, like, two minutes of, like, whoa, what if I did blah, 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 blah. So if you see me just staring off into space, which is quite often, <laughs> it's because, like, someone had said, like, a f- word or a phrase or put, like, some sort of vision in my head that I'm now processing the story of that. Like, it's, like, a really Ooh. cool... It's just how I, like... I don't know. It's an it's interesting... Like narrative therapy or something. Yeah. That's really cool. That's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Mario, you look like you have a thought. Yeah, well, I'm, like, intrigued now because would you say your you have a genre of dreams that you have when you're sleeping? Is there, like, a certain type of dream that you generally have? They're very cinematic, like... Or at least the dreams I remember, they're they're always, like, start to finish. There's, like, this journey that I'm going on. Mm. Um, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to make myself, like, go up the mountain. It's always just, like, everything's intertwined. and like, there's a, like a There's a story movie. arc yeah. to it? Yeah, it's like writing That's a movie. That's really sophisticated. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you're not lucid dreaming? <laughs> Am I dreaming right now? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, like... Well, the like reason why I said like mundane because that's like the opposite of like how I view my dreams, where I rarely dream about like just normal things happening in life. Like I, there, I've mm-hmm. had like, or I've I've had like stress work mm-hmm. dreams or something like that. But it's always just some dramatic way to tell me that I need to, you know, talk about my feelings more during the day or something, <laughs> <laughs> or that like maybe I should like talk to that person that I've been avoiding. So it's like, but oh, it's always just built into a movie and then I have to now pull out these weird pieces of like, why did that happen? Yeah. And then we fell there and we went, you know, so it's kind of hard to process, but yeah. it's know. almost as if you're daydreaming about external, like other people, but then in your own dreams, you are the actor within the dream mm-hmm. or it doesn't sound like you necessarily do that for yourself in like your day. I'm also thinking because like, for instance, sometimes to experience certain emotions, I have to, like, project myself onto someone else. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't... Because I just don't think I've had, like, that emotional of a life or I haven't experienced a lot where I'm, like... Yeah, I'm, like... Like, even, like, death in a family or something, I just haven't gone through it, like, luckily. <clears throat> and so sometimes I like to think of myself as an actor and then once I, like, place a new character onto myself, I can, like, experience emotions, which mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> But well, like, they wouldn't be able to, like, It's their... uh, social learning, though, right? I was yeah. doing that in one of my online classes. We were talking about <laughs> social learning. But it's like, yeah, you see, you know, how people deal with emotion or how emotions affect other people as well, and it helps you figure out how you're going to how you're going to deal with that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, psychopaths also use that, but it's like to <laughs> replace any empathy that they yeah. have, not to... Yeah, because I'm like, no, I can definitely, I definitely feel empathy, and I definitely understand emotions, and I feel emotions. But sometimes, like... I like even if I'm like daydreaming, I will pretend to be like this character when or if I'm writing, I'll pretend to be the character and I will like cry thinking about how the character is responding because mm-hmm. I'm like, if it doesn't make me cry or if it doesn't yeah. make me feel, then I don't think it's worth writing. What are ways you could dream more? Do you know? I don't what are ways know. to do that? Okay. Substances? I don't know, but <laughs> I know that there is like. I think you can do certain things to dream more, but I do not know what they are. Well, like you said, Maddie, certain medications do, you know, that would... Well, please don't go on medications. It's <laughs> not what we're So we're all taking a pill right nope, now. Nope, nope, this is... I can't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I did some light research, but journaling, that's why partly why I journal after I get up, if I can remember my dream, because that'll help you remember dreams more. Um, avoiding, like, alcohol or... Um, some psychedelic things, I think, will can 
either increase or distort or make you not remember. So like wine, I've had like a wine dream before and it was terrifying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. But I read online afterwards, I was like, what does wine do to your dreaming? And it like, it, they, it like amplifies it, but like in a oh. very distorted, scary way. Oh, and I'm like, gosh. oh God, I'm never drinking wine before that again. <laughs> but yeah, so. It's like the tannins or whatever. I also mm-hmm. find um, people have shared with me that melatonin has really helped increase their dreams mm-hmm. just to get like more on that like sleep cycle and. The yeah. natural because it's supposed melatonin. to like help you fall asleep, mm-hmm. right? Melatonin is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I always have this theory that sleeping on your back makes you sleep more, but I don't think that's true. But I, I for whatever reason, I it's probably confirmation bias, but I think when I sleep on my back that I remember my dreams better. Mm-hmm. But probably straight up a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Eating bananas, what? potassium, does that do anything? No, that's with Charlie Horse. What? We should have like a month follow-up where we try all the things to <laughs> yeah. increase our dreams and then discuss all the dreams everything. we this have. Is, a week of eating this bananas. This is the pre-test and we're going to have a post-test. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to try all these things. Like I should just sleep on my back. Mm-hmm. Like, with melatonin. Take all the melatonin. Not all of it, but like a good amount. This is a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I did see a video, too. It's the best position to sleep in, even though it's not dream-related. Best position to sleep in is a fetal position on your side. Mm. So if you want the best sleep, it's that's how you do it. frequently how I sleep. <laughs> I, my sleep position is the, like, Faith Town Starfish type of thing. Like, I have <laughs> limbs in all directions, and, like, my head is all on the sides. It's, yeah. And then I just stay there till till morning. What is your sleep position, Corby? Like when Maddie falls asleep, she like falls asleep. Oh, Those I'm, are the people I'm, that I yeah. see. I'm out. And I'm like, why that. can't my body do that when I fall asleep? Like, she is like it's, out. It's just I'm so tired from life. <laughs> my body's like, please no more. You Give can't us even have hours. the stress dreams. <laughs> my body's like, we're too tired for the stress dreams. Do that later when you're more rested. <laughs> your interpretation of deja vu. Or when people have like premonitions or something. Yeah. Like, what do you think that comes from? Because I think I mean, we might have talked about this before, but there's like a lot of like media differences, mm-hmm. like where people are like, deja vu's this. Or, you know, like sometimes you'll watch a TV show and they're like, deja vu's your mind doing da 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 da. So I just wonder if you had like. Or a, the Matrix, deja vu represents a glitch in the Matrix, which mm-hmm. means that the agents are onto your position. Yeah. So it almost makes me question this is going to make me sound like I am so odd. I don't take a lot of time thinking about this, but I almost wonder when I experience deja vu, if there is some sort of like time travel, like that sounds so weird, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, how do I have this exact feeling at this exact like moment? Mm -hmm. Like it's, and oftentimes when I have deja vu, it's not like under, well, it's under pretty like normal circumstances, I would guess. Right. That yeah. are super rare that, like, maybe right, I would have Right, it just comes out of nowhere that. and you're like, whoa, where have I seen this before? But, like, why is this happening now? Or I've been able to be like, oh, I bet I'm going to respond this way or I'm going to feel this way about it. And I can tell, like, in the, like, upcoming, like, seconds. So that's weird to me because I don't know where that, that comes from. I don't have thoughts about it besides, <laughs> huh. like, it does not make sense to me at all. I would all. say deja vu is one of the weirdest feelings that, mm-hmm. like, I've human person can have it's just it's very disorienting right so like i'm pretty sure my life is linear and not like jumping in and out of time streams here but it definitely uh doesn't feel that way when you have deja vu well what are your thoughts either of your thoughts on it like why it happens or what might be causing it i'm totally stumped i don't know or have you read things well i there was this tv show because i've heard like a different different like scenarios of what it means um but i've never heard like a real one of like this is why you have deja vu Mm -hmm. just because i I don't think i've just done the research 
But there was a TV show called Fringe. That's exactly what I thought of yeah. when you talked about. I'm like, yeah. that's where I'm like wondering. It's not as like time. Like, there's an alternative, like mm-hmm. semi-similar universe. Yeah. I don't know. So that's just like my favorite one because I was like, oh, that's just like a cool concept. The idea that your deja vu is your mind linking with your alternate self. Like, like the multiverse. Yeah, so they have like lived this moment or you are sharing the moment at the same exact time. So it's like your brain being like, oh, deja vu. But in reality, it's like alternate Corby in an alternate universe has oh just experienced the same thing. And I was like, that's just cool. But that's like my favorite. But I, I until we find out there's alternate <laughs> universes, there's nothing backing it up. I just thought it was cool and yeah, sciencey. Yeah. I don't know why I think deja vu happens. Maybe like... It's got to be some sort of, like, adaptability thing, right? Like, all of the stuff we... Well, most of the stuff our brains do is to respond to something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. I have no thoughts, but those are both really interesting. Mm. So, hello to Multiverse Maddie. I hope you have a <laughs> podcast, too. All right. So, we're going to move on to a mini game. It's called Which Did I Dream Up? A game that I, I got some inspiration from a Jimmy Fallon. He has a similar game on his show. So we each have... Jimmy Fallon, you may have heard of him. He's on the television in the evenings, generally. <laughs> just for those of us, you know. Fun there fact. evenings television? I thought it was all online anytime I wanted it. Like, I'm not a part of that generation. It's a millennial podcast. Yeah. It just appears and we know it's there and we watch it. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, fictional alternate universe, Jimmy Fallon has this game. Um, so basically, we, in front of us, we each have a scenario. We have an A and a B. One of them... One of the cards has a legitimate thing that happened in our dream, and then another card is something that's happened in real life. So none of us have seen each other's cards. We only know what's on ours. So what we're going to do is we're each going to take turns. We're going to say A or B for someone, and then they have 60 seconds to kind of defend this answer to in a sell way. sell it as if it's the real one. Yeah. So And we don't know it. Like, people at random basically put A or B as their real or dream yeah. version. Okay. And we will decide whether or not your card is a dream or real life. Okay. I'll read first. Okay. <clears throat> so, Mara, uh, Maddie, pick which card she's going to read, A or B. I think you should read B. Okay. So, B... I once shared dating slash romantic advice to a friend, and then someone else took that advice towards me. So, okay, so 60 seconds on the clock. Did your friend that you were giving advice to, did they know this third party that used it against you? They did. But do I just give, like, yes or no, like, very short answers? Just however you want to defend your answer. They did, but they didn't tell this person. Okay. So So they used this advice and thought that you were the one that needed the advice? No, they used it to get a date with you. Yeah, that's did what they did. Oh, did it work? Okay. Did you go on a date with them? I did. <gasps> and did you notice that that was your advice going forward? Oh, or? it was very apparent. Yeah, okay. like, I mean, semi-sort of, yes. Okay, all right. Oh, uh, did, ooh, was the friend that you gave advice to aware of any of this? I don't know. <gasps> I don't know, actually. Hmm. Hmm. It sounds convincing. It does. It, I'm it really seems... leaning toward this actually happened. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that. I'm you gonna definitely say it actually didn't draw me for 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we made yeah, up our... Yeah, that's true. I'm mind. feeling really good about this. I, I think it happened. I think it happened. How would this person find out, though? <gasps> about my dating, logic. dating Wait, wait, wait. So it was in a dream? Wait. No, it was real life. Oh, oh, but I, I'm <laughs> still so <laughs> I was like, wait... <laughs> So, I'm still surprised you guessed that, though, because, like, how yeah, would this how person did that know? happen? 
So they actually happened to be standing, like, in that same vicinity. Are you kidding me? And my friend, I knew he liked this girl, and I was telling him, like, you need to be more vulnerable. Like, you need to do all of these mm-hmm. things. Because I I was thinking, like, he would do this because I also knew the girl mm-hmm. very well. And it just so happened this other guy standing by us <sighs> happened to be just, like, listening. Well, he was also a friend. Uh-huh. I knew him as, like, an acquaintance. Uh-huh. But, like, took all this advice and then, like, later, like... Used it on you. On Valentine's Day, which was even oh more hilarious. Wow. That's, that guy's got game, man. That's awesome. It was, like, really well thought out. I will wow. have to say it was very, very flattering. <laughs> um, you, would you like, be comfortable sharing? Like, did, was it just one date or did it go far? Like, did It you... was just one date. Oh, okay. Um, at the time, like, I just was not interested. But, but he was, like, very... Very, like, clever and well thought out. He, like, wrote what I had given him advice in, like, a card. Mm -hmm. Like, got me flowers, like, dressed up. Like, to bring them to me. Like, yes, it was just very, very flattering. But kind of semi-bizarre because I was like, if I would have known, like, this advice was going to be used towards me in, like, by someone random, semi-random that I didn't know that well. Like, that's a very different way to be authentic. Yeah. Whereas, like, the context I was giving this person advice, they knew each other really well. Interesting. So it would make sense. So yeah. it was almost... So you stand by your advice, but the guy just was, was not reading the situation right or the relationship right. I kind of, like, I kind of felt that way because mm-hmm. I was like, he doesn't really know me. Like, how yeah. authentic can you really be? Like, yeah. and my idea of, like, any romance or, like, relationships is that, like, the person would know you really, really well. I don't know how I feel about just random gestures. Like, not random, but semi-random. Yeah. I, I yeah. Anyway. Okay. Huh. Hmm. But very, very thoughtful. Do you mind reading your A? Yeah. Just so this <laughs> is the self, like problem solving one. Okay. Which is so this is, bizarre. this happened to you in a dream then? Yeah. Okay. A person's advice on cat's cradle. At a store helped me understand an unrelated life problem. <laughs> like, super, like... Wait, so, okay, so in the dream you were getting advice on a cat's cradle type of situation? Yeah. And, and it, then did it in your actual life help you solve a problem? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And like it was... a logic puzzle? Or what it, kind of problem? It wasn't. No, it... I sent a person because it was actually a grand, my grandparent who had passed, like, years prior. Mm-hmm. Like... I happened to be at, like, a craft store and just randomly doing Cat's Cradle. And my grandpa came up to me, and he was, like, had been passed for years, mm-hmm. and was, like, telling me, like, Mar, you're just overthinking this. Like, you need you need to quit overthinking this. And he was relating it to the Cat's, cat's Cradle at the time because I couldn't figure out what fingers, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you're overthinking this. Just let it go, like, and just let it happen. And Aww. at that time in my life, I actually happened to be, like, wow. struggling with... That's kind of beautiful, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Do, do want... I get to pick someone now? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Who do you, who do you want to go next? Who wants Why don't you go, go next? next for me? I'll go next? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Mara, pick A or B for well, 4B. <laughs> I pick A because you picked B. <laughs> I was once chased by a horde of zombies. That could be a zombie uh, prep girl. Was okay. it? Go ahead. Oh, we have to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> alcohol involved? No, no. There's no. Or at least not on my end. <laughs> was, was, uh, were you with anyone else? Yes, I was with my uh, friend who I was in high school with at the time. I was going to say her name, but I was like, yeah. Were you dressed up as well? I was not. I was wearing normal clothes. <laughs> 
See, are we overthinking this is my and question. Because, because it could be very straightforward. It could be like, oh, zombies aren't real. You exactly. Really but on the other hand, maybe it's sneaky. Well, and it could have been Halloween. Like, it could have yeah. been an or event. events, right? They're yeah. events. Like, zombie running 5Ks. I don't know. They're events. But he would have been dressed up as a zombie. Huh. Or if it was like a okay. bar scene. Were, was your friend dressed up as anything? No. We were both normally dressed. Did you know any of the zombies as former colleagues and lovers? <laughs> or friends who were shelled <laughs> That's like a very songs. specific calling. No. Lovers. Like, that's it. Nope, just those two. I'm not interested in your zombie friends. <laughs> if, I, if I knew anyone, I didn't know that they were there. So, yeah, it was a bunch of strangers. Hmm. I but feel like it's a dream. It's a dream? Should what we, do you okay. think? I don't know. I'm willing to... Uh, I'm still on the fence because I think it could be sneaky, but I think we yeah, should just go... Corby is a sneaky person. You are a sneaky person. <laughs> um, can you tell us what city it was in? It was in my hometown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, in Indianapolis. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. I'm overthinking this. I'm going to go with your gut on this one. Do you think it's dream? Dream. Okay, dream. It's dream. It's a dream. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, struggle. It's gonna like, be like zombie five k or well, like you know. I was gonna sell it as like a haunted house. Um, oh, like corn see that was a slightly more thing. yeah, but simple. yeah, it was just I had this dream and I remember it was someone from my high school who was in it and I at the time we were like writing stuff together so I think that was like partly why she was in the dream but we were like in this town and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. like these this horde of zombies and I hate being chased by zombies so it's like another thing like my biggest fear is like being chased after one but like zombies creep me out so yeah we just got chased by all these zombies and yeah that's basically that's all I really remember from the dream but yeah so my B my B was I was once visited by an alien outside my window and that was uh, the real one? This is the real one. Wait, wait, okay, okay. We have to grill you <laughs> on this, too. Also, we should have asked way more details. Of, like, why were zombies following you? Like, that could have been... This, right? Like, why didn't we ask more about context? It's hard on the spot. When you're on the spot, you're just like, oh, oh, my God, it was the zombie skin. You know? Like, just stuff that does not make any sense at all. Well, then you can call me out, though, if I'm like, oh, uh, green. If I was like, listener, mm. I'd be like, why didn't you guys ask better questions? I know, like, don't tweet us, Okay. <laughs> Uh, so when I was younger, um, we had some neighborhood kids that were like messing with me and my sister. So we were at the table like one night, like eating food and someone was outside the window saying like, I die. I die. <gasps> and so at the time we were young and we were so creeped out. So we ran upstairs, but the dining room was on the same side of the, uh, the bedroom that we went to in my mom's bedroom. And we had like this like terrace right outside of the bedroom, but it wasn't like you couldn't go on there, but people could climb up. So the kids climbed up there, and they had a like an alien thing that you win at like a fair or a carnival, like one of the mm-hmm. uh, plastic ones. And they were putting it up at the window, and they were saying like "I die, I die," and oh it was so creepy. Yeah, so I was visited by an alien outside of my window. That's legitimately the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh! All right, what do you want, A or B? Let's go with A. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I once was walking on a frozen lake, and the ice was completely clear, and as I was walking, it started cracking. <sighs> uh, that is it's Minnesota. such a real story. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's a Minnesota thing. Frozen lake, you're mm. walking on it. How old were you? I was, ooh, like 11 or How 12? far on the lake were you? Not terribly far, but far enough where if I had fallen in, it probably would have been up to my chest. Uh. 
spooky. Did um, you see the crack underneath your feet? I did because it was so, and like, because um, there wasn't a lot of snow on the lake and it had frozen really, really clear and really like smooth. Mm-hmm. So I looked down and these cracks were like spidering out from where I was standing um, on the ice. Were you with someone? I don't know that that could happen. What, spidering cracks? Well, I could. <laughs> But all of my knowledge on, like, Minnesota lakes with my dad, who's, like, an intense mm-hmm. fisherman, ice fisherman, like, when is it ever really that clear? And no mm. snow. That just feels mm. What time of I, year I was it? I should say there was some snow, but it was early in the season, and, like, it was really windy, so a lot of it had blown around as well. What were you on the lake for? Uh, making an ice rink. Making an ice rink? So we were shoveling it off, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that, I'm sorry. See, I'm not from Minnesota. From the, like, <laughs> Who else was with Corby's you? immediately like, mm, that's a dream. Like, no, I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Dreaming. We were living the dream of, no, okay. Uh, who else was with me? Yeah. Uh, some of my siblings. Some and my mom, siblings. I think. Okay. Mm. Now I'm torn. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What lake was it? It was South Lindstrom Lake. Which I lived on for a while. Oh. Well, now it sounds really plausible. I'm gonna go maybe with... I'm just asking leading questions to make it sound <laughs> legit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I'm going to go with true. What are you going to go with, Matt? Or not Matt? Can I ask one more question? Yeah. yeah. What did, how did anyone respond in the context of the situation? Yeah. Um, my mom just kind of yelled out to me, like, keep moving. Because, you know, if you stand in one spot while it's cracking, you'll fall through. <gasps> keep moving why wouldn't she say come back like what (laughs) i think it was in that context you know what my mom said what she said and i can't apologize for that she's uh very angry tweets (laughs) we need to evaluate this situation okay no that's that's true no judgment on that i'll I'll say true i'll say true it was true yeah and it was scary because my mom was like you got to keep moving you're gonna if you stand in that one spot it's gonna crack yeah some of the but they were closer to shore and i think it was out and it started cracking and it was one of those situations Mm. where if you're like scared it's like the fight or flight or freeze Mm. and i froze Mm. no pun intended (laughs) it started cracking more and my mom was like keep moving just come on in and i was like oh okay so it was scary but okay. <laughs> I, I went back out on the lake like the next week because, you know, I grew up on a lake in Minnesota. So what are you going to do? <laughs> so what's your B? Okay. Oh, my B. Was, like, what's your B? I once got to pet a live wolf. That's your, so that you was had a that dream. in a dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I could see how and that would the, be tough, And then too, the wolf like. killed me. So, <laughs> and then so the wolf I died the wolf. in that dream. <laughs> Our next question would have been like, <laughs> what did the wolf do? And you'd be like, I killed it me. Killed and we'd be like, that is definitely a dream. <laughs> That's the line you gotta walk. It's gotta be. She's like, no, it happened. Shows these scars of like her surviving I was a wolf. Technically attack. dead for <laughs> well, ten minutes. Well, ten minutes. I died. Be a long went time. to the ER and got resuscitated <laughs> or something. If someone had had that though, that would be the perfect thing for this game. Because oh, if yeah. you say I died, people would be like, obviously that's a dream. Oh, totally. Unless it's one of these things where it's like the you know the. Um, zombie thing where you just start to overthink it <laughs> so really this is all mind games <laughs> very nice zombie versus alien like those would have been both I tried to overthinking pick, yeah. <laughs> i tried to pick a very good one awesome job i like that that was fun yeah i like that <laughs> well done everyone okay here. so one thing that we do every week on our podcast which we love is to do deal breakers. So these are things that if you're dating someone, you maybe even going out for a couple weeks or a month or whatever, if this, if everything else was going fine, would this be the one thing 
that was a deal breaker. And Mara just looked at me and like kind of cackled a little bit. So I'm worried. (laughs) (laughs) These are just really great questions. I'm just so excited. (laughs) Good. And you can play along at home. All right. So first one, your significant other insists on never wearing socks to bed, but they always put their cold feet on you after they get into bed. (laughs) That would drive me nuts. Is it a Um, deal breaker? Well, can I just push covers like in between us? (laughs) You can try. Yeah, you can. You but can. They, they, they're making the effort to put their cold feet on you. They will always like, do that, though. So that's their I'm, way yeah, of warming up. Yeah, you could up. probably put covers there, but you can expect like eventually they will just wiggle their way. <laughs> I think I could deal with that for like. That doesn't feel like a deal breaker. <laughs> I would be really annoyed though, but maybe I'm just really tolerant. Yeah. Just like put a heater under the blanket, like find new ways to get a heated. Blanket, I would be very right? inventive. Yes, or just I wear would... like double socks for yourself so that you don't have to. Or... I would cover my entire yes, body. Yes, you wear long <laughs> yes. pants. You're, you're their socks Isn't now. That, like doing the most. Like, <laughs> yeah, but actually, like, if I really like Mara, why'd person... you start wearing overalls to bed? Like <laughs> what that's is, that's what not is you. This flannel onesie that Mara's wearing. <laughs> well, I'm also the person that like cannot fall asleep if my feet are cold, mm. so I have to wear. So socks. it's almost like a match made in heaven. If you wear a human sock and they don't wear any socks it's perfect it all evens out <laughs> yeah that doesn't feel like a deal breaker okay. no. is it a deal breaker for you corby i don't think so no yeah. i like uh, coldness anyways you like <laughs> I'd, probably be, I'd probably be out anyways i wouldn't really notice but yeah i think it would be like a weird quirk but i don't think it's a deal breaker you no i don't think so mm-hmm. again i think like i run pretty hot so i wouldn't mind too much um yeah very nice. So the next one, you hear your significant other say another person's name in their sleep. So like another woman's name if yeah. you're the woman in the relationship, or another man's name if you're the man, that, that sort of thing. Definitely not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. And I say definitely because I'm thinking our dreams are so interpretive that it could mean something, it could mean nothing. That could have been my name in the dream. Like, who knows? Maybe that's me just okay, being very... Let me oh. let me tweak this. Just let me let me let me tweak this a little bit. So your significant other has yeah. a best friend of the opposite gender or whatever your gender is. Yeah. And they say that person's name in their sleep. So I like still... my best friend Jesse or Jessica or whatever and they're sleeping they say Jessica in their sleep. Or what about an ex? Like we're just trying to like wh- at what point will you So I just keep dump them. <laughs> mm, I still don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was just talking about this actually with like my partner the other not this but like Talking about, like, is it different if I, like, get happy hour versus, like, have dinner with a person of the opposite gender, like, sex or, like, whatever? And I'm, I still don't think that's a big deal, but maybe, I don't know. I just, that stuff doesn't, like, I can't. So you don't want to hold people accountable to what they say in their sleep? Yeah. Names and all of that. No, Names I don't. I don't think I could. Sex positions they're mentioning. Unless, okay, <laughs> like maybe context matters. But like, they're like, I'm leaving you for Jessica. <laughs> maybe at that point, you want to say, Should, is there something going on? Should I get a thicker human sock I mean, in bed? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is there something more symptomatic of our cold foot love here? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our love has it's turned just, cold. It's just like difficult. Your feet. <laughs> because it's like, well, I would just need to know more information. Like, I'm just not like the one one scenario would like drop it a hat. Like, I don't know. Let's say you have. I don't know why I'm really the digging into this, but like, <laughs> the cold feet end. I don't know. You have a big argument 
maybe about the cold feet or something, and the, the your your partner says, you know what, honey, you're right, and then they go to sleep, and you hear them sleep talking, going, but I was really right. <laughs> <laughs> Deal breaker? Is that a deal breaker? It's not a deal breaker. She's pretty firm on this. We'll we'll let it go. Well, what about you? We'll get her next time. No, we'll get her next time. Were those my only two deal breakers? (laughs) No, no, we got a lot. We're coming for you. Okay. Your significant other eats the last piece of cheesecake that you were saving for yourself, but they claim they were sleepwalking and have no memory of this, and therefore are not to blame. That would irritate me. Like, that's all I can think of is how irritated I would be. And I'd be like, fine, then you're going to still buy me a new piece of cheesecake. Like, that would be the deal. And I, I would So forgiveness, but also forgiveness, justice. Forgiveness, but justice for sure, yes. So what if it was a reoccurring thing? So, like, half your orange juice was gone or you had, like, a new watermelon that you were saving for something and they just like cut it up in the middle of the night and it was hold like on, someone sleepwalk. If, yes. if they if someone is capable of sleepwalking and, and consuming oh, a they, watermelon, I would be like, <laughs> I'm honestly impressed. You can have that. I'll they, get you but another. This, but this person was like claiming they were sleepwalking. So you know, they're oh, not actually sleepwalking. So okay, they're just so saying like, oh, the... I was sleepwalking, I cut the watermelon. <laughs> okay, and... it sounds a little or... bit like pathological lying. Like, if it would like continue to do be that, yeah. and then at that point, maybe it would be a How deal breaker. How would you test but... for that? Because people do that in their sleep. Mm. Would you set up cameras? Or cam? I maybe would. Oh, I, like, <laughs> I would like get like the teddy bear in would... the corner that would like say, be turned on. You guys go to nanny cam. Which makes a lot of sense because my idea was to get more and more complicated food and see how far they could go. So if you are like out there being like, yes, I, I ate this lobster in my sleep. Just like I, cracking the shell. They're like, you know, they're de shit. They're like opening up clams, oysters, raw oysters in their sleep on a bed of ice, you know. Let's go to this one. Your significant other wakes up from dreams and says, you were really mean to me in my dream. Or you did this to me in my dream and demands apologies. So they might have, like, multiple times where they wake up and they're like, you did this to me, Mara. It would be such a superficial apology. I would be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, I didn't do that. <laughs> That's a real passive apology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you felt that way. You did. <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't apologize for things, like, unless they literally could not separate, like, reality from dream. Right. Then what maybe I like- would have more empathy, but, like, they're like, no, I can separate it. I just can't shake this feeling that you're super mean to me. And in order to move forward with my date, I think you should just apologize. I just don't think I would date that person. Like, oh, I would have never dated that. It's a deal breaker. I wouldn't break up with them. I just wouldn't stop dating them. Like, I what's that do. called? <laughs> I didn't dump him. I just told him I'm not I would have never dated anymore. that person in the first place, right? Like, you can't. You can't. You know, past I know. you this know, after. Yeah, uh, Minority is... Report break up with people. <laughs> I feel We're so no shallow dating. saying I would that that wouldn't be a thing, but it's just like this is time the time to be yeah, shallow some deal breakers. Okay. Great, that's a deal breaker. What about you, Maddie? Um, I think that might be a deal breaker because it does seem really superficial or like your emotions are gonna do a lot of things and if you can't decide when it's actually something to pay attention to, like mm-hmm. you, you got a problem. Yeah, I think if they're, like, actually affected by what's <laughs> happening, then, like, no, just please go away. Well, and how would that, like, apply to other parts in their life? I would be concerned. Mm-hmm. How about they have an insanely strict no electronics in the bedroom policy? Like, not even to charge, not even as an alarm clock. Like, if you enter the bedroom, you cannot bring electronics with you. 
So like you're going I actually like, think I couldn't be that person. Like no electronics. That you could be that person? Yeah. So this so is not I a deal breaker. I feel like it couldn't it wouldn't be like a deal breaker. Because I think you do sleep better without like your phone by your bed or like all that. The alarm clock. How would you wake up? I don't know. That would be well, concerning. Well, before cell phones, they had these things called <laughs> like, alarm clocks. But in actual, but I thought you said no alarm clock. Oh, or no, you no, meant no. Four they meant like clock. no using your thing for an alarm clock. No, they yeah. have they have a rooster. <laughs> we, or they have like a, like a real no, old school. That would not be a deal breaker. Like the analog alarm clock with like the two little things on top and the little hammer that goes between them. Oh, like yeah. that kind of thing. So my so part of me is like I could be that person. But I also don't impose rules on people, and I wouldn't like their imposing rules on me of, like, what I can and can't do, which oh. uh, then so it would be the, a deal breaker. It's not the electronics. is that they're being so strict about this, and they want to impose that on you. Well, yeah, and mm. if, like, an actual emergency did happen in the middle of the night, like, am I supposed to say, oh, sorry, I didn't get that. My my significant other won't let me have my phone. Like, that, what? No. That's, yeah. like, not healthy, it feels. Yeah. Deal breaker for me as well. Yeah. Because that's, like... It's one thing if it's, like, at night, let's not put electronics. But the policy <laughs> is that no electronics in the bedroom. Like, I can't even walk into the bedroom with my cell phone. No, that's okay. <laughs> like, I think it's the right. extremeness, right, yeah. that really does it. I think this mm-hmm. might be. I think I'm kind of on the fence. Because on the one hand, I think it would be really neat to try that. But on the other hand, if there's no flexibility, like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So the next one is they record you while you're sleep talking to show people. And since we I'm know offended. that you sleep, like, I'm since offended. We know that you that's sleep not talk. okay. Who are they showing? Just anyone? Just, yeah, friends, family, ex-lovers. <laughs> Whoa, you just up the ante there. Like, they're not going to post it on Facebook or whatever, but they'll be like, oh, my gosh, when people are at your house, like, oh, my gosh, you have to see what Mara oh, said. Oh, it would depend sleep. on the contents. Like, what if I said some, like... Well, it's every time, so you don't know. Like, it's what, just what, would you, what are you worried that you would say in your sleep? I don't know. Like, greenhouse gases are great. Like, <laughs> something just... <laughs> I think global warming should totally keep being a thing. <laughs> like, I love Mara's sleep voice. <laughs> that and, like, the worst thing I could say is about, like, climate change. I don't um, know why my brain went there. Instead of, like, murder everyone. I'm I never recycling again, and I never liked it. I like peak hummers. Like, Everyone knows. I'm I from do. a different part of the state. If that's my voice, um, or like country. Oh. Sorry. Uh, I'm again like I'm sorry. I just can't like yes or no these because context matter. Like part of me is like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like you can share, but if they like actively would share when I would say, please don't share that. Then that's like an issue. It would be a deal breaker. Oh, but then. just them recording you and having that would not be a deal breaker. It would be like, do they respect your wishes about what they do with that? <laughs> like that's my intellectual property. Give it back. <laughs> it is kind of creepy. So maybe it would be a deal ba- deal breaker. Have a question, suggestion for a topic, or maybe you just need some mildly awkward advice. Shoot us an email at mildlyawkwardpodcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so we're, we we have some dreams later, and we got some stuff to do with the actual interpretation. Mm. But to, as a warm-up, we want to do some rapid-fire interpreting. So interpret this. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. You have your books. You can use that or just your, your innate knowledge of dream interpretation that you've gleaned from years of practice and study. Oh. So. <laughs> okay, we'll try it. Yeah. So the first one is... In your dreams, being in disguise or having someone be in disguise. What does that mean? If you're wearing a mask, I feel like that would represent you being, like, masked or not, like, your authentic self. Mm-hmm. If someone else was masked, it would be 
someone either that you're like nervous around or like scared of or you're um curious about like their intentions Mm -hmm. or their them themselves being authentic yeah that's pretty dead on yeah that's right on yeah uh our simplified version of what your book says is how you present yourself to others so being masked Mm -hmm. and then yeah going to the other side of like getting to know someone or change or things Mm -hmm. like that so authentic self is actually like dead on what disguise is and things Ah. like that so good okay so what does it mean when you dream about mermaids? So being a mermaid or encountering mermaids? Life in air versus like life in water. Um, oh, either this person just really wanted a marine, be like a marine biologist, or... <laughs> I thought you were going to say they really wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> or a mermaid, like, yeah, but that's like, that would be like what the like realistic maybe mermaids exist. I don't know. Um... Or I would say I just keep thinking of the Little Mermaid now. Um, I just keep thinking of her like singing about a fork and brushing her Someone hair. Someone wants with a fork. to be a human. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Well, think about that story too. What is she after besides just being a, a human? Like love. Yeah. Like, so the book had told us it's it's femininity, oh. femininity, femininity. Um, exploring like emotions and love or love rival. Hmm. So, I don't understand love rival. <laughs> well, the book breaks it down. Like, if you're a male having this dream, or if you're a female having this dream, so obviously it doesn't have to subscribe to everyone, but men, if you're dreaming of mermaids, might be thinking of, like, exploring feminine qualities or exploring, like, someone that you're, like, lusting after, or, you know, there's, like, a a sexual part of it. And then on the woman's side, it's, like, it could possibly mean, like, there's someone that you feel threatened by that's, like, with your partner or something like that so it might be like experience someone else's feminine energy and you're like get away from my man you know so there's so the book breaks it down that but also exploring emotions things like that so it's like going into the water and being. i was gonna say water and dreams has an emotional like component to it yeah also you can use it as a sick insult be like hey janice you look like a mermaid today (laughs) be like stay away from my man stay away from my man it's shorthand (laughs) for hands off my man it's you look like such a mermaid you look like a mermaid janice is such a mermaid honestly (laughs) keep your guy away from her because she is a straight up mermaid I'm, I'm thinking now the cover of this episode is like a mermaid. <laughs> You're being a mermaid. That's the thing, though, is that that's the one thing that I do have critiques on um, the Dreamer's Dictionaries, is they always do very, like, heteronormative or binary. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And they don't really, like, right. that is the extent of their interpretation mm-hmm. in most of these cases. Yeah. Which doesn't apply to, like, every scenario or every person. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, right. my big struggle. One of my big struggles with it. Yeah. Because you got to give it credit. It is, like, a thick <laughs> dictionary. And it covers a lot. But, yeah, I've noticed that, too, where it, it does limit itself to gender and stuff like that. So, unfortunately. So every episode we like to do Ask the Expert because we have an expert in the room. This episode we are changing it up just a little bit to kind of include a new element and that is we are going to give you dreams that we actually have from people we know. So our real listeners have this given us. This is actually real, too. I know we say that a lot, but, like, oh no. this it's is real, real people. Who I mean, it's real every time. It's obviously real. But this <laughs> is really real. We actually do have dreams from people. Yes. Um, so, yeah, how do you do ask, ask the expert in a dream uh, podcast episode? You ask about dreams. Mm-hmm. So we have some dreams that people have written in that they've had, and we need your help to interpret them. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? I feel like I'm on a race or something. <laughs> She's got a, a notebook, pen, and the <laughs> and the dream interpretation Bible or whatever that's called. Okay, so this comes from our listener Heidi, hey girl, um, who gave me this beautiful dream that she had. Are you ready? So this is her writing this. Okay. Uh, so the dream starts out with me having a chill conversation with Justin Bieber's mom 
in my parents' living room, as one does. Justin Bieber's mom is trying to find a girlfriend for him, and apparently I'm a candidate. We're chatting and she says, so do you like to travel? Because Justin likes to go to Poland a lot. Um, so she's so the mother is like vetting vetting yes mm-hmm. he's vetting Heidi okay. specifically on the traveling to Poland type of you know scenario <laughs> just such a weird which is location. no that's like you know they ask you on like match.com like your interest do you like to travel to Poland like how many kids do you want <laughs> so she's being pretty straightforward at this point okay. okay I assure her that I do love to travel and apparently because of that she thinks I'd make a perfect girlfriend for her son at this point, I'm wondering what I've gotten myself into, because I really don't like Justin Bieber. That was one of my questions. <laughs> and he's a bit of an asshole, so she's fully, Heidi is fully <laughs> telling us what she thinks of that. Um, but then I realize he would probably pay off my student loans for me, so I'm like, I'd. <laughs> so honest, I love it. Um, scene change. I'm now shooting a music video with Mr. Bieber himself. We're at this crazy multi-level pool that has glass bridges and fountains everywhere. There are people everywhere, extras for the video, I guess, and I'm walking across one of those glass bridges. I've got a ridiculous heels, and I'm holding a microphone. Kind of gives me, like, a Cinderella feel right now, <laughs> is, <laughs> like glass. Does and... she feel comfortable in this space? Like, would she be someone who would be, like, all about this, like, fame or... No, I don't think she's really, from what I know of Heidi, I don't think she's really like, you know, my main goal is to be in a Justin Bieber music video. She (laughs) feels more like she's an introvert. She's kind of laughing about how awkward it it sort of felt, I think. Okay. Um, And ridiculous a little bit. Well, I'm thinking like the heels and water. No, I don't see her in heels that often. She probably, I think she does, she wears heels sometimes. I don't know. Okay. So I look over and suddenly see Justin Bieber's mom trying to drown one of the extras. I jump into the pool to try and save this kid, but I don't find myself in the water. Somehow, I ended up in this weird vault under the pool. There's no water anywhere, no sign of the drowning kid or Justin's mom, and it's very quiet. This is just taking some twists and turns. (laughs) This is the most difficult, (laughs) intense dream. No, we're going to get to the bottom of this, Heidi. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) I start looking around. The place is incredible, very modern looking, with shiny white walls and glass display cases everywhere, displaying very intricate and expensive pieces of jewelry. I've only been walking around for a few minutes when I hear footsteps. Assuming it's Bieber's crazy murder mom, (laughs) I run and try to find a place to hide, but every room I enter is bigger and more open than the last. That's got to mean something. Doesn't that mean something? Like, even I think that means something. Just the idea of, like, not being able to hide or. Right? Like, you can run, but you can't hide. Mm -hmm. I keep running through doorways, and eventually I find a small room with a massive pile of gold coins. So, a lot of lavishness, too. Oh, definitely. I like how student loans was the first thing she thought Mm -hmm. of with this one. So, (laughs) she's just like, like, she's like reaffirming that. I can sell all of these things, right? Right? This is her thought process. She's like, it's obviously not going to work out with him and his mom, but I do have a pile of gold. (laughs) She's Uh, like selling herself, and sooner or later, (laughs) Beaver's mom's going to kill her for it. But she's like, it was worth it for the student loans. One of the extras was doing. They had a gold (laughs) coin in their hand before they were drowned. Okay, uh, where was I? So I dive into the pile of gold, which is clearly not how physics work in real life, but whatevs, and peer out and see Justin Bieber walk into the room. Since it's not his murderous mother, I crawl out of the pile of gold and tell him, Dude, your mom's insane. He just nods coolly and says, Yeah, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the Bieber seems like a pretty cool guy at this point. Um, 
We start exploring the vaults some more and try to find a way out. Along the way, we come across a shelf that has a bunch of magic-looking potions on it. I ask what they are, and Justin tells me they're potions for his brother so that his brother can do cocaine and skateboard safely. Skateboarding can already be fairly dangerous, but presumably it's even more dangerous when you're high on cocaine. Again, very matter-of-fact reporting on this dream. <laughs> We're almost done. Okay. Do you have questions? There's so many. Okay. I have so many questions, <laughs> okay. but yeah, just, just keep going. We continue to explore the vault and finally find a staircase leading up. We climb the stairs and find ourselves atop a lush green hill facing a very old gnarled tree. There's a beautiful sunset in the background. Standing beside the tree is an old man wearing flowing white robes. He has very long white hair and as well, and his beard is down to his waist. He holds a staff in one hand, and as I look at him, he spreads his arms wide and proclaims in a booming voice, one more, the vault shall be opened. Or once more, rather, the vault shall be opened. I think to myself, hell yeah, I'm going to go back there and grab a bunch of that jewelry to pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, additional note, I was neither drunk nor high in any form of drugs during this dream. People tried to ask me that whatever, whenever I tell them this story. So that's Heidi's insane buckwild dream she has vivid dreams for once and i'm like <laughs> wow i want to i want to have that vivid of a dream um if she were here as like a person who would ask about dreams what i generally do is i don't necessarily know or care about like all the details i would more so want to ask like at what point did maybe like your mood or your like emotion shift and what was your like assumption or like interpretation of what was going on so like one of those was like, she saw Justin Bieber's mom kill someone. Like, yeah. obviously, there was a moral, like, value thing for her of, like, okay. I need to save this person. Mm-hmm. And then some fear there, right, going yeah. away. And then, like, trying to, like, escape this, like, vault that keeps getting, like, bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And, like, this sense of, like, loss. And so, like, these are just all my assumptions about being able to, like, ask her, like, what she would most be interested in or, like, yeah. when her moods have shifted. Um, and so, like, the things that come out to me the most is, like, I wonder if she's dating anyone or if she's interested in dating anyone and how she feels about it, like, mm-hmm. confidence-wise. Um, and then secondly, I'm also really concerned about her amount of student loan debt because I feel like that is, like, the basic premise. Like, maybe that gives her a lot of anxiety, and I would assume right. that in this dream, it sounds really anxiety-provoking. <laughs> like, if she is an introvert and, like, wouldn't want to be in the middle of something... Um, being drilled by some celebrity's mom would be an anxiety provoking. Like being on the set with high heels that she maybe never wears and being in the front, anxiety provoking. Watching someone like be killed possibly. <laughs> maybe then, a little anxiety like, in that situation too. <laughs> then like jumping into a thing of gold like she's hiding. So mm-hmm. she's probably scared there. Um, well, another thing I was thinking yeah. was like she felt this pull to go help this person, but then she went down into the chamber and there was like resources for her mm-hmm. so i wonder if like if there's anyone in her life where she's like Ooh. oh i really want to help this person but i have, I have so much anxiety myself. or i yeah, have like all this stress so that's something loans. that kind of pop yeah so it's like this going back to like there's so much more stress here but i wanted to help that person mm-hmm. and i tried but i'm also stuck in my stuff you know so oh, yeah that's really interesting thinking. i like that you latched onto the anxiety part of this mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's like this. That's really interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this is where the the worlds collide. Um, I know you said earlier with like water is really something big in dreams. There's a lot of water in this dream. Like, what do you think that's about? Glass and. Oh, I didn't even hear that much water in this dream. I guess outside of the the water fountain piece. I'm also thinking like how like 
just that idea of interpreting rich people or interpreting like a good life. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Interpreting like a good life where she sees people like the glass and the water and the gold, like kind of just like this idea where it's like this inflated, like when you've made it in life, you are just living, you know, (laughs) at like a thin veil and I don't know, so. You're always on the verge of murdering your your <laughs> They're sons. They're extras. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so whatever moral value Heidi has for trying to save this person, yeah. we realize Corby does not have that. He's not held back. No, I'm with He her would just look journey. away and be like, "What extra? I'm here to be a star." Do you see my heels? Come on. <laughs> so, like, full disclosure, when I one of the things that I did look up was like money. Mm-hmm. Although there was not like cash flowing around, or like yeah. I guess there was coins, there but like coins, yeah. there was like valuables that she was very aware of and how it related to like her financial situation um it doesn't necessarily mean like a direct correlation between money but they say that the symbol uh suggests that you need to assess what's important to you in life as well as being aware of what price you are prepared to pay for your actions and desires like do you associate money with freedom power desirability or your own personal worth and so i felt like a lot of those were already talked about Mm -hmm. But do you believe money can buy you happiness was one of the questions, too. Oh, there you go. Oh, if I just be be with this person and, like, give up maybe my value of, like, what I want a date with someone, like, they'll pay for my student loans. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that's feels very super like, interesting it's like, it's like selling surface, yourself but... too so like kind of losing selling your own identity in order to, to... and then she yeah. can't escape like where and she's she not is. even selling herself to justin bieber it's to no. the mother so it's oh, like yeah. this disconnect of there's like an extra layer of that's super for she's like i'm willing to kind of lose a part of myself in order wow. to pay heidi, a loan back or... it, heidi you're heidi. amazing <laughs> just the way you are you don't need to sell yourself to oh justin bieber's gosh. mother does that make sense though kind of mm-hmm. yeah it's a, a kind of i mean yeah. I, really I mean again talk to her. that's definitely yeah. like but further there's like more in here on <laughs> money side, cash yeah. or coins and dreams often thought to be a sign of emotional transactions Ooh. which relationships are i mean emotional transactions or the anxiety regard. or like hiding anxiety, inside yeah. coins right she hid inside a, a bat like a pile of coins this is like the yeah. most involved dream I've ever heard, too. It's fantastic. Maybe he's just the ultimate sugar daddy. <laughs> but, but I do like in all of these scenarios when each like like each setting she jumps in, she has to like make these conscious choices, which yeah. would come back down to like what do you value most, mm-hmm. and like what's right. your like north star of like where you're going and where you want to be. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if like she felt like any decision she made within that dream she felt like a sense of relief or slight relief i'm not sure Interesting. so that's that's a lot of food for thought for heidi then thank you so we're signing off for tonight thank you guys for hanging out with us i've been your co-host corby i've been your co-host maddie and i've been mara with the dreamer's dictionary <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us bye bye, bye.